The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. Your home for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside me as always, the co-pilot, my main man, my uh, fellow list maker, Mr. Dan Torres. Dan, he, he, how's it going, man? It's I, so good to see you. I know we had a week off, so I uh, didn't get my normal fix of you last week, but um, I'm glad we're back this week and that we can get to do this list finally. Yes, we are getting it. Uh, we're getting underway. Yeah, we took a just shit happens. It happens. NBD. Um, mm-hmm. That's the nice thing about just going year round, though. So, uh, you know, it it, uh, it is what it is. We're back. We're doing the list. We're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a very fun guest, a returning guest. To help us out with today's list, he actually picked the topic, sort of, kind of, sort of. We molded it, maybe. I don't know. Uh, welcome back to the show, Tyler Brown. What's yes, up, dude? Sir. What's going on, guys? Yeah. So, so for those listeners at home, Tyler's in. He's in studio with me, and Matt's at home. So it's going to be very much. Uh, I I feel like the big brother little brother thing is gonna like kind of kick in tonight a little bit where we're gonna be <laughs> arguing over certain shit and matt you're just gonna have to be exposed to it so i apologize to that in advance for that but uh some of these are tyler influenced actually that i put on today so Fair. that's good that's a good thing yeah, yeah. i love your guys dynamic it's so cool that you know how, how tight-knit of a family you you guys are of course with ben as well um and I'm 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 sure we're gonna see some fun ones, but yeah, you guys both influence each other, right? You grew up with each other. The same thing happened with me and my cousin Nico. You know, we grew up, we're basically the same person as far as like both our dads are brothers, both our moms are sisters. Like it's crazy. We're both the same basically the same person, grew up with the same stuff, same toys, all that stuff. And and there's a lot of similarities in it. So yeah. I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh this was one I know, Tyler, you wanted to come back on because last time you kind of told me a little bit that you didn't necessarily understand, like the the dynamic of like the explaining things, too. So I know you were excited to come back so that you could do things in more detail. Yeah. So I could kind of explain my choices a little bit better instead of just ah, oh, here it is. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like the superpowers one, you explained everything really, really well. We, we so got too. a lot of really good feedback from that one, I thought. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I listened back to it actually more recently, and I was enjoying what I was hearing again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we done good. So today, obviously, if you uh, listeners, if you clicked on the episode, it is top ten fictional weapons. That is our list today. So it can come from movies, television shows, video games, books, and uh, I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe uh, maybe there's a rap album out there with with a cool weapon, cool fictional weapon. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, comic, you know, comics, literally everything, uh, is, is on the table and everything that does not exist in reality. So, uh, this should be a fun one. 
Um, I know Tyler definitely wanted to do something video game related. We didn't want to do necessarily back-to-back video games, just pure video games. So we compromised, and this is what we came up with. I think it's a lot. It's it's a pretty cool one. So mm-hmm. uh, Tyler, you are our guest, and whenever you are ready to kick us off with your number ten, shoot from the hip. All right. So my number ten is kind of a uh, not obscure, but if you don't know the this franchise you'll not know what i'm talking about but if you're familiar with the persona franchise um it has to do with entering people's mindscapes basically and changing their mind within their uh, or changing their heart within their mind and when you go into these uh what they call palaces which is somebody's uh imagination and where they rule um you have this gun so basically you buy an airsoft gun and the nightmares or whatever they're called in the palaces don't see it as an airsoft gun. They see it as a real gun. Okay. So um, my number 10 is the gun from Persona 5. It's any gun. It's usually a pistol. And it does like actual damage to them in that in the mind world. But it's just an airsoft gun when you get it Ooh. back on Earth or whatever. Okay. That's so cool. I love those ones that like almost camouflage like that. Where people would see it and they're like, oh, that's weird that you would have that on your person at all times, but it's an entirely different thing somewhere else. There's like a whole weapon shop that you go to. It's literally just an airsoft gun shop and you buy different things. And the guy's like, what do you need this stuff for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Persona is not, uh, it's a game that I've I've heard about. I mean, high remarks for uh, never really got into, you know, haven't gotten into it. My time is just so limited nowadays. but. but that, I mean, I think it's a great way to kick off this list. Something pretty fun. Something, uh, I mean, none of us have probably talked about. I don't know, Dan. Do you have anything for Persona on your list? No, not from Persona. I, uh, I personally haven't played all the Persona games, but uh, my brother Jonathan is obsessed with them. He thinks it's one of the best franchises he's ever played. He got me into Persona Five. He made yeah. me play it. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Very cool. So all he's right. the reason, basically. <laughs> All right, very good on your number 10. Dan, your turn. What is your number 10? So there are a lot of weapons to pick from for this list. The first one uh, that I picked is a big one that calls, it comes in a small package, and of course I'm talking about the noisy cricket from Men in Black. Um, <laughs> when, you see the, when you see Men in Black for the first time as a kid, and you see all these cool guns that they're using against these aliens and uh, all the things that uh, Will Smith could possibly get, he ends up with the tiniest weapon that you could possibly imagine from the rack. And at first in, in the movie, he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you give me a pea shooter for the And, and uh, when they finally get to use it uh, against the great Vincent D'Onofrio in that movie, um, he pulls the trigger and it literally blows up like almost the entire shop he's in, like blows him back 15 feet. It's one of the coolest surprises you've ever seen in a movie when it, when it comes down to certain things like that, because you you're expecting like something maybe unique from it. You are not expecting that the first time you see it. Uh, it it's just a such a cool surprise. Um, it was a very close tie between um, that and the uh, the mind eraser they use, like the pen. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's but the noise, yeah, the noisy cricket came in as my number ten because it, it's just such a cool little feature in a movie. 
That's a great, yeah. That what that part was hilarious, right? He yeah, he flew back, went through the windshield, uh, and like whoa, I I love that. That that movie is that's a classic movie, absolute oh, classic so movie. Good. I remember it, when it came out, and I think Burger King had toys where they did like an alien, and and like one of the agents, and it was uh, what a time to be alive. What dude, a time I to remember be alive. that. Do you remember the Men in Black uh, cartoon series they used to do on WB? I do. I yeah. do. That, that was, was actually that was a good show. It was underrated. They had, WB had some good cartoons back in the day. That I think there was a Godzilla one. Yep. Uh, a lot of very underrated cartoons back in the day. So mm-hmm. excellent choice. Excellent choice for your number 10. I'm sending a picture of my number 10. Uh, this is from a game where we're going to hear a lot about in this uh, in this episode uh, from Final Fantasy 10. One of my uh, my one of my all time favorite video game franchises. This sword is called the Brotherhood. Um, it's, it's nothing. I mean, as far as functionality, it's, it's really nothing special. Um, but I think visually it's beautiful. It's pretty lightweight. Um, I love the blue blade. I think that's one of my favorite features. Blue is my favorite color. And, uh, I really like that. Also in the game, it, it, the, the blade, it, it, it's like, it's, so, how do I describe it? It bubbles, like it moves. Like the sword is like, it feels, it, it's almost like it's alive. Like the, there's like, it's not like water inside of it, but the way that the blade goes, like the, the, there's like bubbles moving through it. It's, it's really just cool looking. Me being a guy who absolutely just loves water um, and stuff. Like this is like a, my wet dream, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I've, I've oh, always Jesus. admired this sword. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to look at. Really pretty to look at. Again, lightweight, fun to use. Um, the hook design at the at the bottom is is, you know, super unique. But um, the main character's name is Titus in Final Fantasy X. He uses it, um, and uh, it's it's one of the it's the second sword that he gets. But um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, uh, again, visually, my my favorite weapon on this list. Visually, it is. It's very cool uh, in the fact that it almost looks alive. Too. Yeah, like with, with all the movement inside it, it almost seems like its own being. That's really really cool. I really need to get into the Final Fantasy series too because I, I think you would appreciate it. Is this like ex- a, a a fishing related weapon somehow? No, <laughs> it looks like it would be. It yeah, looks like it would be. I mean, hey, there's fish monsters in the game. There's all sorts of different we- monsters in the game. So I guess it kind of could kind of be. Um, well, the, the main the, again the main character Titus, he, his background is a lot of water related they play a sport called uh blitz ball in it which is like uh, it's legit underwater water polo basically mm. and it's it's water is like a big theme um in this thing so it just kind of it, it 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 does it reflect his personality quite a bit yeah they, they made up a whole sport for this for this game that you can actually play a little bit of it's a little complicated but um dan i think you would enjoy those they're they're great rpg games especially when they got into the 3d era I haven't played I haven't played some of the newer ones, but the older ones they uh they're they're some of my favorite games of all time. So, but that's yeah, yeah. Brotherhood and from Final Fantasy X. Very cool. I love that one. I'm definitely going to have to look into that franchise for sure. All right, already on to number nine, Tyler. What you got, bud? Um, so my number nine is a gun that I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with. Um, it is. The intervention from MW2. Ooh, very cool. Based off of the Chaytech intervention, the M200. But 
I picked this specifically because I could have picked any of the other snipers from Call of Duty, but I picked this one specifically because this is the one that basically brought like the whole sniping community in Call of Duty to yeah. the forefront. And that's when you see people doing the crazy trick shots and shit in MW2. And that's where it began. And that's where you kind of have the popularity of Call of Duty really kind of sore is just from these people making these montages and stuff and as somebody who grew up like quick scoping myself like constantly like the mw2 stay uh, mw2 intervention stays at the top of the list for the best snipers in the, the call of duty franchise wow that's that's a really good choice i always love using that gun specifically it's crazy how that game specifically uh like changed the call of duty franchise forever modern warfare one and two both just like changed the game it was between that the msr and the ballista i couldn't decide which one i wanted so yeah yeah man i remember long hours playing that game i've never been like a diehard i don't think i've ever owned a call of duty game but i had friends who did and i just go over and we just we just play and uh man such a good time a lot of good memories a lot of good memories for sure absolutely excellent choice excellent choice um, so my number nine, let me take a quick look at this. Forgot what I put there for a second. Okay, perfect. So, uh, mine is another one from a video game franchise. Uh, I absolutely love the fallout series. It's one of my favorite, uh, franchises ever. And I was trying to think of what guns specifically that are fictional that I could pull from it. Cause there's like a lot of 10 mils. There's a lot of shotguns. There's a lot of like, Different things like that. Oh, my favorite's the deliverer. The deliverer, for sure. Um, I want a fat man so bad. Oh god. And this is this is my like my one of my big guns on this list for it's just an erector set with a nuke on it. It's it's so freaking cool. Just the fact that you could be a hundred yards away from something and like the mini nukes are so hard to find through that day uh, through that game. So you gotta kind of conserve them throughout. But then you're finally like, eh, I'm going to use it on something. And you just go to a building and you're 100 yards away from it. You launch this thing at it and the building does not exist anymore. It just <laughs> wipes out the entire thing. It's Everything that was in it is gone. It's literally a mini nuke in just this rigged up, like, post-apocalyptic piece of crap. But when you get the special one and you get, like, the scatter mini nukes. Oh, yeah. That is a game crasher. Yep. It's 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 overkill for sure. Um, but I just I, I would love to have it just for those days where you're specifically just really ragey and pissed off and just you need to just get your anger out somehow. I would just take it, go to an abandoned building. Nobody's around or anything like that. Just get a good amount from it. And the building's just gone. Your stress is relieved. Maybe a couple other businesses damaged out of the process, but you know, you know, insurance and different things Just like that. Go wipe out an army it. of super mutants. It, it, yeah, that too. I would love to do that. Um, but the fat man came in as my number nine for that reason. Very good, very good, great choice, my dude. Great choice. Thank you. All right, my number nine. Um, some may see this as a weapon, some may not. We'll uh, we'll find out in a moment. Um, in my opinion, this is a weapon. Uh, a pokeball. I almost 
put this for the specific, but the, for the specific reason you just brought up, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I, about I, it, yeah. and I looked up. Like, I, I mean, again, it's from our perspective. But I was looking up because I, I don't know why I value other people's opinions so much. But I was looking on the internet. I was like, is a Pokeball really a, a weapon? And I mean, in a sense, it did. I mean, I thought about my times playing Super Smash Brothers, and it's one of those pop up weapons. You pick it up, you throw it, and whatever happens, happens. So I'm gonna go with this uh, with this one. Uh, you know, as as uh, as humane as I look at Pokemon now, like it, <laughs> as the more I become an animal lover, the more like difficult it is to watch some of the live action Pokemon or the, not the live action, but like the, the, some of the Pokemon movies. Um, it's it is it essentially is you could do a lot with it you could be like team rocket use it for all the worst reasons or um you can go use it to battle other trainers i think it's one of the cool you know uh pokeball whatever it contains it's uh it's it's one of those really really cool things and uh you know something i I grew up near and dear to my heart um it would be higher on my list but i think i have some really cool ones that i can actually functionally use um personally so that's why that's why it comes in number nine but it, just about any other list of, of stuff related pokemon would be top five so but yeah, yeah. Pokeball, number nine i think that's an interesting point you bring up like it's all about the intent with your pokemon right like we all think of it as oh if i had pokemon i'd just raise them as pets and i'd do things like that there are people that would like legitimately take like an onyx or something and rob a bank with it like it just like those things like that 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 people who are greedy in this world would try and take advantage of. I think that's a really interesting choice for that. Yeah, I again, I was much debate because there's a lot of stuff that did. A, there's a quite a few that didn't make my list. I had more Final Fantasy weapons. Um, I considered, uh, you know, magic wands and all sorts of stuff like that. But uh, but I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go through with it. And so Pokeball number nine cool very good all right tyler on your number eight buddy awesome um my number eight is another classic all of mine are from video games so i'll just get that out of the way (laughs) um uh but mine's another classic this is the hidden blade from assassin's creed oh yes there is there is not one weapon that has defined an entire video game franchise other than that as well as it does like I think when you think of Assassin's Creed, you think of that hidden blade. You think of, you know, walking the, the you know, you're walking your character through a crowd and just slicing people. Like, yeah, you know, right. As as cruel as that could be, you know, you it's the ultimate stealth fantasy Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the best moments from that are just jumping off of rooftops and assassinating the your target and then just walking away into a crowd and blending in. This nothing like it and i think even though those games have had a rough patch for the past five years um the classics are the classics and the the assassinations you get with that weapon specifically are incredible oh, so I, good. I had one i had one of them they had, psp had a had an assassin's creed game that i i loved and then uh, i'm a big fan of the i think it's the third one whichever one takes place in like the american revolution time um, oh yeah, three. That's yeah. A, yeah, it was three, and that's like, oh, it's a, it's such a great one. And I, dude, I'll treat it like Grand Theft Auto. I love those sandbox, open world type type games, and I will just let things happen. Uh, it's 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 uh, it, it, which I feel like the, it's a little bit more creative with Assassin's Creed than it is versus GTA. 
Um, we can have a little bit more fun, uh, especially being in different time periods and world. So um, I love it. I think it's a, that's a fantastic choice for this list. Yeah, I do too. I, Matt, this will bring up a very specific memory for you, but do you remember how freaking cool the Assassin's Creed one trailer was when it came out? Uh-huh. I remember watching SmackDown back in the day and they play it during SmackDown all the time like they mm-hmm. play that trailer and they play um they use the song teardrop by massive attack oh, on it which used to be the theme song. which used to be the theme for house back in the day and it was just so well put together it made that game look so cool it made it look so awesome and i'll never forget the how many gamers were like there's such a cool appeal to this game and uh, this is something we've wanted for such a long time. It it revolutionized gaming that game. Oh, it did. It it really did. Because uh, I think it, did it start? Did it start off as like a PlayStation exclusive? Like, uh, I yeah, can't remember if it did I, or I not. Believe it. I think so. I believe it did. It, either it. PlayStation or Xbox. It was exclusive on one of them. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, it might was, have been PlayStation. I just, it was, yeah. Because there was a point in time where like PlayStation didn't have like its own like identity in a way. So like when I when the PS1 came out, you know, there was Crash and there was uh, Spyro and all that stuff. And the PS2 kind of hit and it was like Sly Cooper and and some of these other like mascot characters that you just, you know, that wasn't the main thing. But PS3, there was they started introducing stuff like, you know, introducing like characters that are kind of little to that brand obviously assassin's creed expanded to different consoles and such but um you know that's why xbox was so strong you know they had halo and master chief and nintendo we all know their original characters playstation Mm -hmm. didn't really have that for a long time uh so it was uh you know it was it was it was cool to see those are great games yeah for sure um so my number eight is only so low on this list because it's kind of half and half. It's used for two different things. It can be a weapon, but it can be used for a lot of other things. But it's not a superpower. So I felt the need to absolutely include it on this list. I'm, of course, I'm talking about web shooters um, from Spider-Man because multi-purposed, right? I could swing around the city if I wanted to. I could, uh, you know, use it to create thing like a parachute to glide around to different places. I could also tie somebody up with it easily or use it to vault myself into somebody like they're so in the Spider-Man games. Now, specifically, they show you how many different uses you could have for the webs so in cool. your combat. It's it's incredible. Um, and as a kid. When you saw Spider-Man and you saw those, there was so much desire to having everybody wanted web shooters as a kid. Um, I just think that would be to do that once, even just to swing around on them would be such a cool experience for me. So web shooters from Spider-Man come in at my number eight. Uh, I can't, I can't go into too much more detail because I may or may not have it on my list, but uh yeah, that's that's a gimme. I, there's apparently a VR game where you can do that. I'm trying to figure out how the heck to get it. Uh, there's a yeah, I might have to like connect to the comp- a computer or something. I have no idea what the deal is, but I have seen it on YouTube. But oh, dude, web shooters were great. I remember when they were were releasing them as toys, and they used, they used to have like 
I don't know, like sprayed out like shaving cream or something like that. And like it was some kind of like it obviously wasn't a web, but um silly string when it I was had probably them. silly string. Yes, that's probably yeah. that's what it you was. Know, yeah. You wanna know something funny? My tenth birthday I got one of those, right? Like the shooters you could like go around his backyard. Yeah. His parents gifted it to me. So my Uncle Paul, who's my godfather, gifted me this freaking web shooter. Uh, so now I'll always have, like, Tyler's memory imprinted when I do that. Paul's li- he's that literally the coolest. <laughs> That's such he's, a cool gift. He's the best. Oh, <laughs> it was probably your mom, honestly, picking it out. But, you know, I give them both the credit a little yeah, bit. Probably. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it can't be web shooters, but I will go into further detail at my life. I, I mean, it's, my explanation is probably a little bit similar. Um, my number eight is uh, Captain America's shield. Very cool. All right. It's a Frisbee object, right? We all remember uh, fidget spinners, right? It's just this giant weaponized fidget spinner thing. Um, I actually had a fidget spinner in the shape of Captain America's shield. But I love the functionality of it, right? It's it's it, especially when Cap had it, right? He'd, he'd he'd have it, and I think he had like some kind of magnet or chip. Eventually, when he got, you know, into the newer movies, he had some kind of chip that it just went right back to his arm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the the coolest thing, right? This giant frisbee fidget spinner thing, just just going in. And this thing's it, it packs a punch. It can defend you. Like when you think about like having a shield, like. Shields aren't really the most, you know, exciting weapon choice, right? It's obviously more of a defensive thing. And then, you know, Cap having a shield. Uh, I think Goofy uses a shield in Kingdom Hearts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he's useless. He, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and he just throws a potion all the time. Uh, but Cap's is awesome, man. The, the, the just, it's such a unique weapon, right? Everybody has swords, guns. Yep. Uh, you know, tons of other very common weapons to, to go out there and pull off a shield. Uh, I would love to have one. My brother has the full size, like heavy ass replica of it. Like he paid like a hundred something dollars for it. Oh. It is so freaking cool to hold this thing up. It's it's heavy. It's legit. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. So cap shield number eight. I would love, love, love to have it, um, have a legit one and just play around with it. Right. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But I, you know, the fact that you called it a giant fidget spinner, I don't know if I take it seriously. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he literally throws it against walls and bounces it around corners and stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He's constantly spinning it around. (laughs) There's a lot of a lot of spinning motion. It's just it's just mesmerizing to watch. I I love I love watching when they you know in the live action stuff just him throwing it it's just so elegant and beautiful and I think I loved like the Falcon and Winter Soldier show because he was yeah Falcon was learning how to throw it properly right he was yeah. learning how to use it properly and he had to catch it and um, it looked good with his Falcon his uh, Captain America Falcon armor so but yeah it is uh, it is it's a beautiful it's a beautiful weapon so uh, Cap Shield very cool. Um, so for my number seven, um, it was a matter of time before this game showed up. And I think anybody who's listening, who knows me knows exactly what's about to show up. Yep. Um, the destiny franchise. There we go. Um, there's actually three entries from this game in my list. So get ready for those. But this one specifically comes from destiny one. It did not get ported into destiny two. And I am riding hard for this gun to return. Um, but this is the no land beyond. 
And what this is, it was a iron sight sniper, which was very oh, that's odd. cool. It was it was an exotic, so it was a very unique weapon. Um, but it was yeah, it was a um iron sight sniper, and it was very fun to use. You just pull it into PvP, and you're just you're pulling off some crazy moves with this thing. You don't have to scope in and you have more mobility and it was just, it looked incredible. It was, you know, destiny two is very futuristic, super future. This was from like our time or like even world war two. Like it was just a gun that's been preserved so long that now it's just this relic. I'm not exactly sure what it's based off of probably like a grand or something in that realm, but yeah, no land beyond is just one of the most special weapons of destiny one please bring it back (laughs) (laughs) yeah that thing looks cool man i i I think i played a little bit of the first destiny i got it for my dad for uh like christmas or his birthday or something like that and he he played the crap out of that game yeah this thing is sweet yeah destiny is another one that you've been telling me to get into for years and i've just been like eh eventually the, the thing is you, you either rip the band-aid off and jump full force in or you don't right get, and you don't get into it it's, oh damn somebody made a 3d 3d printed one i just found it people make a bunch of 3d printed destiny weapons they're awesome this oh, thing is so cool. cool we live in such a cool age where we could just print things now <laughs> yeah you wouldn't download a car <laughs> <laughs> actually actually now now that you think of it Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. That's gorgeous. It looks like almost like one of the Tusken Raider guns from Star Wars. As far as like how long it is. That's, this thing is yep, that's it. Yep. That's amazing. Uh, so- Y'all want to go in on a 3D, a giant 3D printer? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just put it in the corner of the studio somewhere. Fine you, could just, you could just get a small one and print things in parts. That's what people do. Mm, true they enough. Just, uh, they fuse things together. <laughs> So cool. Oh so cool. Um, my number seven. So I had to include a legit sword in here, like a legit uh, one. And I couldn't do this list without including the Master Sword from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, beautiful. Because I thought this was going to be your number one. No, no. I I think you might be surprised at what my number one is going to be. But um, I, uh, I, I think that franchise is, you know, unbelievably cool i think that that weapon specifically is such a staple in all of them like in everything you're working towards getting the master sword um and once you finally do you know okay i'm set and like i can take on pretty much anything i come across now even in breath of the wild where everything was um hit 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 break eventually hit 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 break eventually i just want to say i hate the way that they made you get the Master Sword in that game? Mm, yeah, it was good. That was kind of... I hated it. You yeah. needed to have a certain amount of hearts to even go grab it. Yeah, it was kind of weird the way they did that. Um, but when you fi- even when you finally get that, you get it, and it's like, oh, it just needs to recharge for a few seconds. And you're like, oh, okay, sounds good. Like, And it's just such a permanent, permanent staple. And there are things in Zelda that are cool, but like I can make most of them, right? Slingshots, boomerangs. Like, yeah. Things like that is easily accessible in this world. But the Master Sword, just to have the one that um, 
really, really rules everything over the game. That would be such a cool thing for me. So that's why it makes number seven on my list. It's perfect. Yeah, I actually, uh, uh, I think it's like, was it phase ID? ID? There was like a store that was in the, uh, it, it was in the, it used to be the Summer Park Mall. It was, it, I seen it last time I was in the Eastern Hills Mall. But this guy, he goes to a bunch of Comic-Cons. He sells replica swords and he had, uh, he had the Legend of Zelda, the Master Sword. He had it for for sale. It was gorgeous. What a be- It was such a beautiful sword. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So great choice, great choice. Thank you, my man. All right, I guess it's time for my number seven. Uh, this is where I have my web shooters. All right, this is Very where I have my cool. web shooters. Like you said, for multiple reasons, for travel purposes. Like I could easily put the Iron Man suit on here because of how high tech it is. But do you really get the thrill of going through the sky if if you can't feel the wind on you? You know what I mean. You can't feel the breeze. You can't. You don't have a wide, you know, as, you know, a big vision, right? You know, Iron Man is eye things are like that that big. That big Spider Man. Yeah. If you if you have the web shooters and you're flying through, you can kind of see everything and appreciate it. Um, I used to have dreams that I was Spider Man when I was younger, uh, but I was only in Niagara Falls, so all the buildings are like are like there's not very many tall buildings. I can only swing between two: the casino and that Giacomo Hotel, and it was it. It's all I had. Um, but I actually back and forth. It's just back and <laughs> forth. Oh, things look good over here. Let me go check the other building. Things look good over here. Oh man, there's a lot of crime going on in that part of town, but I can't swing to it because the buildings aren't tall enough. Uh, I actually, when I go to a new city, when I go to a new city, I judge the city by how much fun I would have if I was Spider-Man. Uh, that's, that's a legit so cool. metric for me. So like when I went to Cleveland, I'd be like, ah, it's a B plus. There's a lot of tall buildings. Downtown Cleveland's not that bad. Tall buildings. I can get, you know, I get some stuff done. Obviously New York city and a plus cause it's tall buildings everywhere. But um, but that's legit a metric. When I pull up to a city and I see the skyline and see how many tall buildings there are. That's I judge it by how much fun I would have if I was Spider-Man swinging around building to building. Um, So, yeah. So web shooters, number seven, multifaceted, fun travel, weapons, um, a weapon, obviously. Um, Just great. Just it would just be the best. It would be so freaking cool. I I think downtown Buffalo would do okay with a Spider Man too. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. It's it's a definitely a much smaller city. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think within the tall building radius, you could probably get some. You could probably nab some criminals. You know, get some. It, it, this this city's better for like a daredevil who would yes. be more on foot, but like still has the staffs that he could like shoot and kind of like swing across things with if he needed to that like that's much more better suited for absolutely that. absolutely so web shooters easy peasy number seven on to number six um my number six uh they're incredible um uh, these were forged in the darkest depths of the underworld by Ares himself of course i am talking about the blades of chaos from God of War. Hell yeah. These dude, oh my God. There's just from the first games that you're just, you know, it's it's very different from the newer game where you're just wrecking havoc with these things constantly to the reveal of them in uh, what was it, 2014's 
what year was that? Uh, oh, the new Regatta War. Yeah. It, it was closer to now. It was like 2017 or yeah, so, maybe? 16, 17, or 18. Because I remember that's right when I started podcasting. We talked about it yeah. being a newer game. The reveal of that when Atreus is sick and she, um, what's her name? She says that he has to go into hell to go oh yeah um, get this thing to save him and he can't kill anything with his leviathan axe so he has to go retrieve the blades of chaos and it's badass he he, he takes off the wraps you see the the burns of the chains like this is classic kratos um of course like you know they he's allowed to take them off because he did kill Ares and what was it got worth two or three two and, or three I, and, uh, yeah the story behind them is incredible. Like, aside from Kratos just having one of the most incredible stories of any character in a like a, I think he's the main line character. I don't know, man. Like those the blades of chaos are just incredible. They speak for themselves. They really do. It, he has so many cool weapons in that game, but there's something about those blades that just make it so Dude, much. The more way real. that the gameplay opens up when you get them too, you get a whole new skill tree. The mm-hmm. moves you can do, you can chain the axe and the and the blades moves together. It's it's amazing. Uh, so I'm a big fan it, of like double weapons, right? Like uh, like two handed weapons. Uh, whether it be staffs or like the separate things, like one of my fa- Final Fantasy Nine, they hit the, the main character. He is a he's a thief class, and he has these double daggers, which are the, essentially the same thing as as that. He can also stick like put his together, and they're like they're, it's a giant like bow staff, like with with cutting on the end. It's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. I've always loved the two handed weapons, so I think uh, um, man, two two handed any two handed weapon like. Star Wars and Anakin fought with two lightsabers in episode two. I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I love it. I really do. Take some skill. No. Take some skill to, 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 to do that. For sure. November can't come fast enough. Got a war Ragnarok. Oh, so good. That's right. It does look great. All right. Dano, what do we got for number six, buddy? So my number six, I'm um, going to take you guys back a little bit to uh, about February or March of 2020. Right. The world's shutting down. Uh, and me and, you know, this other guy are working together every day. And this other guy keeps talking about this game over and over again called Doom Eternal that's coming out. So oh, the, the newest one of the franchise. Of course, I'm talking about my cousin next to me. Yeah. Wouldn't stop talking about the the way the music was made, the way the gameplay is going to be hyping this thing up for me so much that I was like, fuck, I need to buy this game. Like, I absolutely have to. So I went and bought it, uh, like, probably a week after he did. And then the world shut down, so I had nothing but time where I could play Doom all the time. Uh, And it became one of my favorite games ever. Doom Eternal, specifically, is just so freaking beautiful. I I love everything about it. Um, But there were a couple ones I could have chosen from this game. Super Shotgun was very, very close to making it in. But I had to go with the BFG. Because when you get the BFG, you, you finally are at this point where you're like, okay, what other things could I possibly get within this? Like you have everything. You have everything. So you're like, what more could I possibly get? And then you get a gun that just shoots a ball that can clear out the entire room for a second if you need it. 
And it comes in so damn handy in those later rounds where you are just fighting for your freaking life. Dude, the gun itself is basically a pause button. Yeah. You just shoot the gun, the room's cleared, you're taking a break for a second. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so, there's something about that one because there's no, like, major explosion. It's just tendrils of things that, like, like are coming out and just frying everything real quick. I I wanted to stay away from, like, more destructive weapons, so I tried to stay, like, away from that realm. But the BFG, I just couldn't resist because every time you shoot it, it's just so cool. You can't believe, like, the power that thing has. Honorable mention goes to the BFG 10,000, which is the very big version yes. of this that they made <laughs> uh, to shoot this at thing Mars. This is cool. This is very cool. It's so cool. Um, So for the game aesthetic and for uh, its power alone, the BFG made my list. And because, you know... I, because Tyler was coming on, I felt like I had to give credit where credit was due. And then, you know, really shout out the fact that Doom was one of the better games I've played in the past few years. Very good. Very good. Yeah, it's a cool one. It's, uh, yeah, I think it was, it was a big fucking gun. Big fucking gun. <laughs> it was a big fucking gun. It sure was. It sure was. All right. My number six. So this is kind of this kind of falls in line with the Pokeball a little bit. All right. As far as is it a weapon? Is it not? Um, I am going to put the symbiote from Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe uh, because it could be kind of worn as a costume. It could be um, used as a weapon. We've seen it, you know, turn into axes and 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 all sorts of stuff and, and hammers and all that sort of thing. I mean, it, it honestly is. It's it's a uh, it's an enhancement you know, of, of your, yourself. So uh, I feel like anything that adds to that, right. It adds strength to you uh, and it can legit be used as a, as a weapon against somebody. I would argue it's not because they're living things, but I'm giving you the ultra past because I'm obsessed with the symbiote. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, this one was another debate one, you know, the tendril tendrils, but uh, it basically, I mean, it, even though it is a living organism in a sense, uh, it still has it still follows the command of its host usually, as long as there's that perfect balance, right? Um, yeah. As long as there's perfect balance, all right. I give me a hand axe. Uh, you can even change your clothes with this thing. Like it's the it's one of the it's a nice multi multifaceted tool, um, but it it will give you an advantage, you know, in in a fight of sorts, uh, you know, depending on. If you're fighting a fire monster or something that uh, that creates a lot of noises, but I've always been fascinated with the idea of of just being just merged with a symbiote. Like literally, it's the coolest thing. I know they they portray it as dangerous, and it probably is a little bit uh, in, in all in all reality. But Venom is my one A. You know, they have a one A one B favorite comic book character, and Venom is at the top of the list. And uh, I just found it so cool how he could just switch it on and off as you know as need be. Um, having a symbiotic relationship with this thing. Yeah, but when he needed it to battle somebody, right? Battle Carnage, battle Spider-Man, battle whomever. Calls upon it. It just covers him, and uh, and he's good to go. So I'm going to go symbiote for my number six. Yeah, very. I, I think that's a very interesting choice, too. And I, I, I see the same argument Tyler does where it's a living thing, but then yeah. I think of the person that it, that it gets on to. Like, that's another thing is like the hands it ends up in. 
Um, you have, you know, Eddie Brock, who is like half the time he's gonna he's the anti-hero. So half the time he's gonna do good, half the time he's gonna do bad. You have Carnage, who does not give a fuck what he kills. Yeah. Right. He's he's gonna kill men, women, and children. And then on the the flip side of that, you have Flash Thompson, who's anti-Venom right now in the comic books. Yep. And he he does it for good. He's like, oh, there's cool technology that could be used out of like the symbiote right now. So he creates like his own weapons and stuff. Yeah. Like and Venom himself, he loves both Flash and Eddie. And there's a point in one of the comics I read where they both are there and he's trying to split onto both of them, but he can't. So he has to choose Eddie. Yeah. Mm. And he's. He's like, I want to be with both of you, but he's like, I can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a cool choice, Matt. I think that's yeah. very I, outside of the I, I, I really do love it. I, again, it's one of the, it's like a Pokeball where, you know, like, like Tower said, you're, it, it, it is a living thing on its own. There's more, um, you know, handheld weapons that I can use. And that's, that's what makes my top five. So, uh, very yeah. cool. Happy with the symbiote. But, uh, as mentioned, we are on to our top five. Tyler. Kick us off with your five. What do you got, buddy? So this one was said. I was trying to swap it out for something else in the same game, but I couldn't think of anything that was comparable to this. This is the Master Sword from Zelda. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I was trying to think. I was like, you know, the bow, but like you said, it's just a bow. That's all it is. It's how Link uses it. But the Master Sword itself, there's a lot with this that, you know, you have the power of the Triforce in the hilt. And you, I, one of the greatest parts of any game is Ocarina of Time when you go to the church and you find the Master Sword and you finally pull that thing and all of a sudden you're, what, seven years in the future? Mm -hmm. Like, And all of a sudden the game is just the most terrifying thing you've ever experienced when yeah. you're nine years old. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. So the Master Sword's up there, and every time it shows up in the game, it's a special occasion. They don't ever just hand it to you and they're like, here you go. You always start with some different sword, and you eventually go acquire the sword. It's never handed to you. It's always a big occasion for you to go grab the sword. It's usually at the pivotal part of the plot when they're like, you need this. And then they're like, go get this. So I for that... The Master Sword is my number five because of just how iconic it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, agreed. I, I think you touched on like really good point. I think we have the same thinking when it came yeah. down to it. It's just a staple of every Zelda game, even like the, um, it, the you know, more animated ones they did for like the GameCube and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I was thinking I was like big Goron sword or the, what's the sword that you make from the, the guilt, the gilded oh, sword. Yeah, that one's yeah. good too. But I was like, man, it, they're just, they don't, they don't hold a flame to the master sword. No, it's, I mean, it's easily like a top three. Like we're talking goat, like, like talking goat, like video game weapons, like most known video game weapons. It's, it's a top three on most people's lists. Like if we're, if we're going through it unbiased, not just our favorites, but you know, it, it is, it's the most common one, uh, most commonly known one. So oftentimes comes in at, at number one, as far as uh, video games and especially video game swords. So mm -hmm. cannot beat that. All right, Dan, you're number five. So my number five, I said previously that uh, I wouldn't use a lot of these for destruction. And I was trying it kind of thinking along that realm. But then for one of them, I definitely had the mindset of, well, what if I went rogue? What if I went villain? And what would I want to use to really make a statement in that sense? And for some reason, 
I can't, I couldn't get past goblin bombs. The green goblins, uh, you oh, know, oh, that's his, a good one. His grenades, that's a good one. um, the the ones he uses with the blades in them. You know, he has that scene in the first Spider Man where he throws the one on the balcony, and all the uh, board members turn to dust. Like, if I went off the deep end, that would be it. Like you'd find me chucking them like baseballs into banks and things like that. There's just so many different things that he can do with those, like with that technology. And I've always been like, it's always just terrified me. Like when those things have come up, even in uh, the newest Spider-Man, it was like when he, when you see that, uh, goblin bomb on the bridge in the trailer you know like oh my god immediately it's just a symbol of him like everybody automatically knows Uh like he he knows before he even gets in the gets in the room you know who the villain is so i i there was a lot of cool weapons that villains have i just think like some of the most efficient and some of the most um horrifying that I've seen have come from the Green Goblin. So that's why those make my list. I can't now you brought that up and I'm kind of like, oh man, I wish I had the the uh the glider. Actually Out, really, am I? <laughs> I actually really liked Harry's glider in Spider-Man 3, the, the 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 skateboard thing. I thought that was the coolest thing. I really did. But yeah, that was cool. Um a lot of other things weren't that they did i will take i'll take james franco's goblin a million times more before i take amazing spider-man 2's oh yeah that was james franco is good yeah yeah he was great too bad he's canceled um (laughs) 2022 dude yeah literally i know right everybody's problematic at this point um, very good choice, my man. I can put that one completely escaped me, and, and it, I don't know if it would have made my top ten, but I it, it would have been close. I would have had a tough time keeping it on. Yeah, um, that's that's my villain choice. That's a very good one. Very good one. All right, I am going back to, well, trash that. I am going back to the world of Final Fantasy. All right, and this one is a. It's another sword. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not. Uh, um, it's actually not very conventional either, but uh, this is called the Buster Sword. I just sent it into the group chat. It is a massive sword. I actually used to have a replica of oh, this yes. thing. Um, I don't know if my brother still had. No, I have a picture with it, but it, it's this thing's huge. Um, this one almost made it into my list. Did it really? So okay. Yeah. yeah, I I I love this thing. My first Final Fantasy game was number seven, and the main character Cloud had it right out of the gate. First weapon. Uh, and as you can see, the two little like dots in it, you can plug in materia, yeah. which is uh, which is I mean, it can technically be defined as a weapon, too, but it has like magic or summons or other stuff. It's a really cool, unique system that they brought about in it. But I just love how just obnoxious the sword looks, right? How extra the sword looks. It's even bigger in a lot of the yeah. it's, uh, in the newer game, the remake. It's it's it looks even bigger, more ridiculous. The weight differential um you know it's it's weird but the replica i had it it felt good it felt you know it i felt like i can uh affiliate with a little bit right the 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 handle's so thin but the rest of the sword is so massive um it's a cool one though it's a really cool one it's big it's so it's very anime like right the weapons just everything over the top 
in it. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, a, that's, I think the Buster Sword is right up there with the Master Sword as far as being one of the most iconic game swords and weapons of all time. Yeah. I, ironically, the Keyblade didn't make my list. That's a spoiler. I'll it almost away. did. It almost did made yeah. mine. But I was, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, Keyblade's cool. But then I thought about like the usage of it. It's like, there's not really sharp edges. You just kind of just batter and beat the sh- like literally club your opponent with it. Like, you know what I mean? The like hunk of metal. Yeah, yeah. It's a hunk of metal. It's like you're beating somebody with a lead pipe, um, but it is beautiful. There are a lot of cool designs in that one. Uh, yeah. On Keyblade. And it also doesn't, if you, if you ever seen someone out in public with a Keyblade, it doesn't, it's cringe. Look <laughs> cool. It does. I'm so sorry to everybody that has ever wielded a keyblade in public. Bad. It doesn't look cool. It I, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry. No. I had a wooden one that I think I auctioned off for my stag party. You're hurting Ben's feelings with this one. I know. <laughs> I did I'm like sorry. the one I really loved the most, I think, was the Halloween Town one. Yeah, I love that one. And then there was one called Oblivion that looked really cool. Yes. When, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool designs. Of that. I, that's the, probably my favorite part of it is that it's that the weapon is customizable based on the chain you have, you attach to it. That's probably my favorite aspect of it. But yeah, um, the design, the functionality is a little flawed. I almost so I, I still, it might be a thing still. Um, I almost got in my early 20s, uh, a Keyblade tattoo, and I was going to get Oblivion, but I was, shut up, because you're going to think this is actually kind of sweet. Okay. Um, oh, here you go. So I was going to get a Keyblade, and then in the chains, like, because they it's customized by the chains, I was going to get two chains with my brother's names in each. Oh, of that's cool. So that it would be like, like, oh, yeah, they shape my Keyblade in a yeah. way. Maybe yeah. I still will one of these days that's with, a, that's, like, the things that, you know, we'll that's see. That's good. I, it's deep. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So it was, I, oh, I had you with the like, keyblade. Shut up. I know. I, I had you with the first half. I know the, the second half. You're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you maybe, maybe feel bad for like, no, laughing. you're fine. You're fine. Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, and, and the reason I thought of the keyblade was because cloud, uh, was in kingdom hearts. And when that's I correct, saw clouds, yeah. I was like, okay, that's way more cool than what what he's wielding right now. Can I have that? Yeah. Wait, does he actually hold a Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts? No, uh, Cloud never does. Oh, okay, I was yeah. going to say good, because they would have ruined Cloud. <laughs> no, he never does. I played the remake, so the oh, Buster gosh. Sword was so close to being in my list, but I think the Master Sword took that slot. Yeah, no, I get it. I completely understand. Um, all right, Tyler, you're number four, buddy. Uh, my next one, I just posted a picture of it in the chat. This is from Destiny 2 again. Um, this is a sniper called Izanagi's Burden. If you don't know who Izanagi is, he is um, the creation and protector god of Japanese culture. Uh, I would highly recommend looking oh, into his cool story because it's very cool. But um, it's a sniper that is based off of, or um, stylized kind of like a, a sword. Um and one of the coolest interactions with it is it has four in the mag, but you can hold the reload button and it'll take all four and make one super overpowered shot. Ooh. And um, it's called Honed Edge. So you can uh, just deal four times the damage with one shot. And it's incredible. And um, 
with Destiny comes lore behind literally everything in the entire game. And the lore behind this gun specifically is incredible. Um, I'm not going to delve too deep into it, but it has a lot to do with um, every Destiny player's favorite uh, piece of shit, Ada 1. Um, <laughs> and we hate her. And um, <laughs> for specific reasons. But yeah, it has a lot to do with her and uh, the Black Army she created. But um, aside from the lore tab, um, I use this daily in raids and stuff. It's just an insane DPS option. And it is one of the coolest looking guns in the game. And that's just its base form. It has ornaments that you can put on it and stuff. So, oh, so cool. It's incredible. That's a gorgeous gun. Any sniper I really respect, but that's, I'll, I would wield that everywhere. I'll send one of the ornaments in too. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's super dope. Sure is. All right. Oh, that white is just, oh my God. I love that. It's a sword and a gun in the same thing. Well, look at look at this ornament. That it, it. Oh is, my god! Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. It just makes the sword bigger. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. That's All awesome. Right. All right, very good, Tyler. Next up, Dan. Your number four. So my number four, I had to, of course, include something from Batman on this list, um, but. I had a lot to think about when it came down to it because I was thinking batarangs, but I was like, you know, those probably can exist in a real form. They really, I'm sure people like customize and make those things all the time. And then a lot of the villains have like, they use chemical warfare a lot of the time. Like Joker uses fear gas. Yeah. Um, it's Scarecrow or no, he uses the laughing gas. Scarecrow uses the fear gas. Uh, and then Bane uses like Venom. So you're like, oh, well, where where does this leave? So I finally settled on one that I just think would be multi useful. And that's the freeze gun that Mr. Freeze has. Um, I think that's always been one of the coolest weapons in Batman. The fact that even in, um, you know, the Schwarzenegger version of the movie, like as a kid, I watched that going, oh, my God, he's freezing people solid. They have no chance of like if they don't get thought out in a I don't know why eleven minutes was the number in that, in that movie. <laughs> but if they don't get if they don't get thought in eleven minutes eleven eleven exactly um then they're gonna die. But even as a kid, you're like, oh my, oh he's frozen. And like that's like that's not cool. That's not good. In the um in the animated series, uh the way that that gun is portrayed is I think so cool. Cause it's lightweight. It's just like a handgun and you shoot. That's the specific one I want. Um, and I always think of like the animated series for how he uses it. But then I also think of the episode of Batman beyond where, um, ink it's the second episode they ever did. Ink breaks into the bat cave and she finally kind of has them at this point where they're like, what are we going to do? And at one point she breaks this case and that happens to have the freeze gun in it. And Terry has no idea what it does. And he just dives for the gun, spins and hits it. And she just freezes solid. <laughs> and he still has the the whole beginning part of the episode is he's talking about how he doesn't know about like what half the stuff in the Batcave is even or anything like that. Yeah. So he uses that gun and it freezes her and she's in a million pieces. <laughs> and he turns, he turns to Bruce and he goes, that's it. 
you're showing me everything like it's just like because he can't even believe it. So I've just between everything that they've ever done within that series, I think it's the coolest weapon they've ever done. Maybe second, maybe second to Penguin's umbrellas because he has some cool umbrellas. out there. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, the freeze gun is uh, my most desirable weapon from that universe. So that's why it lands on my number four. Very good. Very good. I love the freeze gun. Uh, Mr. Freeze, one of my favorite villains uh, of all time, him and Riddler. So, um, all right, my number four, I'm going to, this is my favorite of Thor's weapons. All right. It's my favorite of Thor's weapons. It's not Mjolnir. All right. Mjolnir is cool, but there's just something about the Stormbreaker axe that I just absolutely adore. All right. It's, uh, what an entrance that that weapon had, right? Uh, one of my favorite scenes of, of infinity war and Endgame combined was Thor getting the ha- getting Stormbreaker coming down to earth and, uh, and just launching that thing. And it's spiraling uh, throughout and hitting all the, uh, hitting all the, the, the alien invading alien creatures. Um, it's just cool. I mean, the thing's massive. Axes are so cool. Um, axes can be really, really cool. And that's just, I mean, the, one of the best ones. And the fact that it also is living, right. It kind of, it is, uh, it does have some, you know, living, it, it understands, it listens, uh, it has the power of the Bifrost. It can channel, uh, lightning, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to me, Stormbreaker is the coolest thing when God of War came out. And I don't know if they ever called it Stormbreaker, but the axe that he has, yeah. They ever caught, I mean, it's, it's basically the same concept. I don't think they, they directly called it, but you use it, you press a button and it comes flying back to you. I love, I love that. I love that you can launch this thing and it just comes back. Right. Uh, same, same idea, you know, with Captain America's shield, right. You can use this thing in a multiple multitude of different ways. Uh, Cause it kind of suck if you threw this thing and you just had to go and pick it back up, right. You had to go and walk, pick it up. This thing legit flies back to your hand. How, cool as that so uh stormbreaker is my number four it, it is it's my probably my favorite weapon. it's definitely my favorite weapon of uh, in well i shouldn't say that my number two is coming up soon but um stormbreaker is uh is is where it's at for me when it comes to thor weapons so the shout out to groot for the handle too yes yeah. yes big shout out to groot he's the man <laughs> he is the man um i that was by far and away the best part of Infinity War for me when he came down and was using it. Bring Second me Thanos, to, and I was like, that, oh, that's so cool. That was cool. That was a cool axe moment, but the the better one after that that not enough people catch is when he throws it at Thanos and Thanos uses the beam from the Infinity Gauntlet and the axe still is overpowers going, yes. the beam. Are yeah. you sure the next coolest part isn't the 7.6 second girl power moment? <laughs> what? <laughs> there was definitely a good girl power moment with yeah. that segment where you're like, oh, yeah, the women are coming now. And then all of a sudden it, the scene ends. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was oh, really weird. What? Oh, an endgame? Yeah. In, oh, no, what? in Infinity War. For, it was Infinity it, Well, they, it's when the three of them are in like the trench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they do the the bigger one in Endgame where yeah. it's all the women and they're like, we wow. got this. And we're wow. like, how wow, do they all end up in the same spell. spot? How do they all end up at the same spot at the same time? That's crazy. They were watching the whole time. It was. 
now's our moment. Girls get together. So it would have it would have been more <laughs> realistic if uh someone was playing uh man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain off their <laughs> iPhone yeah. and they all assembled that way. <laughs> I oh concur. It would be before he cheats by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Very good. All right. Number three. Dan. Yes. Um, what do the words G diffuser system and smart bombs say to you, my friend? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely very familiar. To yes. Me. Uh this is a huge, incredibly massive part of our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Fox 64 was definitely a defining moment in my growing up, um, whether it was growing up playing it with Nick or playing it at Grandma's or Aunt Renee's or literally Eli play it literally anywhere. Me and Eli beating it on a routine every single time that he came in. Something's always wrong with those damn G diffusers. (laughs) My number three is the R wing. Hell yeah. Uh, No matter whose it is, whether it's Fox's or Falco's or peppies or dude the r-wing is just such a classic it's it's got everything dude it's got the smart the smart bombs which are just incredible it's got the upgraded missiles you know it's got the the lasers it's got the sick g diffuser which lets you do the barrel rolls and the flips and accelerate and stuff and um you can even fly it with zero wings which is incredible so (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I never understood the concept of how it actually stayed in the air if you knock both wings off. I don't know, but shout out to that because the only times I've ever beaten Andros was with no wings and one life left. <laughs> I like to live dangerously and on the edge. Oh, that's the best. That's that's the only way to play that game is Uncle dangerously. Andros. <laughs> so many iconic lines. I swear, I wanted a like a star fox soundboard at one point that i could put on my own podcast i know i'd use all of them i know this dubstep song that uses star fox boss uh voice lines and it's incredible because i listen to it i'm like i remember what this is from <laughs> i think i think you've showed me that before it's honestly. sick dude but yeah the r-wing is up there man just i was gonna put the landmaster but i think the r-wing is just a little bit more classic you know the landmaster missions while they do suck it is kind of cool when you first touchdown you're like oh i'm in a tank and then 30 seconds later you're like this is the worst mission in the entire game mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah the r wing is my was it number three number, number three. three yes sir very good my man very good so awesome um so my number three i had to put in my top three because it has absolutely saved my life on multiple occasions and when i prayed for it and needed it the most I'm talking about my friends, the ray gun first found in uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 1 in Zombies. I um please revive everything. I have been playing uh zombies religiously since I was younger with uh the cheese man and a bunch of other people. And the ray gun is the weapon you crave and pray for the most throughout that entire game especially when it starts getting harder you're like please let the box just give me the ray gun please let me find one somewhere please let me get this randomly and if you can get it like the best feeling in the world is if you go to the box for the first time and just get the ray gun you're like you're set for the rest you're like god is smiling on me 
this is the best night of my entire life. Playing town. Yep. It's just on Black Ops 2. Playing town, playing like old, even old maps like Darice and um, Kino and um, Ascension when Ascension was on there. And Mob of the Dead when they did that, if you ever played Mob. Mob uh, was great. Mob was awesome. Mob was the first Easter egg I completed. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um. But the Raycon specifically in that game is so clutch and it's just a great one hit kill. The sound it makes is great. The little peep when it goes out, <laughs> um, the uh, the colors it has, even reloading when it's when uh, it's making you the crack sound. It open. You crack it open it's like the little hiss that comes out of it like, as you're like putting in the trigger again. Oh, so good. Um but number three goes to the ray gun because I've had such a com- long and complicated and wonderful past with it. Um, and it deserved to be on this list. Very good. Very good. Very good. Excellent choice for your top three. Thanks. All right. So the next one I'm sending you guys right now. Uh, this is my last Final Fantasy sword uh, for this one. It comes from my favorite Final Fantasy game, FF8, which came out in, I think, 1999. So very impressionable uh, weapon here for me. This is called the Gunblade. All right. Um, it's it sounds really weird uh, in game. It's really cool. This is the this is the final like best Gunblade in the game. It's called the Lionheart. Again, I love the blue blades. Uh, mm. The standard Gunblade is. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. Um, the standard Gunblade is is pretty cool looking as well. Uh, you know, very, very basic. Uh, it's called, well, this one that I'm sending right now is called the revolver. But basically, the point of a gun blade is that, you know, when, when you smash the trigger on the on the gun blade, it, it like adds like extra damage. Leon carries this. Leon carries this in, in Kingdom Hearts. His name is his name is Squall in the Final Fantasy games, but they, they he, I think he switched his name up for, for yeah, Squall in Final Fantasy VIII, but he changed his name to Leon in the uh, in the Kingdom Hearts game. But um, yeah, it's just such a it's such a cool concept. They have different ones. There's a there's a pistol style handle one that my favorite character Cipher uses, uh, and you know it's 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 used one handed. But the the Lionheart with the blue giant blue blade and the wing and the on the the top of it, absolute favorite design. Uh, it's really cool in the game uh, to use the trigger, so to speak. You smash the, uh, you hit the R one button at the right time, and it does extra damage in the game. Oh. But uh, as far as wielding it personally, it just it looks great. It's a unique weapon. Not too many other uh, avenues have tried to use it. I think I've only seen it really in Final Fantasy, uh, as far as a concept. But um, but yeah, this thing is cool. Love the gun blade. Uh, I had a replica of one one time. I gave it to somebody, and I regret it. Uh, so someday I'm gonna have to get get one back, but. Gunblade number three uh, is my number three. Um, Excellent. I played Final Fantasy fourteen online, and there's a character named Thancred Waters, and he's a, a gunbreaker. Okay. He has a gunblade, and he is badass. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a cool weapon. He's one of my faves, yeah. Yeah, such a cool weapon. I haven't played 14. I, I, I slowed down after 10. Um, but it's definitely something I want to get. I just I keep going back to the old ones. I keep going back to well, the old ones I grew up with. Fourteen is like the MMORPG that they made, which is like oh yeah, that's the, right, the online one. But yeah, good choice, Matt. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. All right, on to our top twos. 
Uh, my number two, uh, this game was mentioned, um, as I figured it would have been. Um, this game is Doom Eternal. Yes. Or Doom 2016. Doesn't matter which one it is. Doom from all the way back, you know, 90s. Uh, this gun has been the the gun for the entire Doom franchise. This is the Super Shotgun. Hell yeah. And... I'm picking the super shotgun. I could pick any other gun realistically because they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but the super shotgun is special because it's the only one that needs to be reloaded and it is the most powerful. And in doom eternal, it has a chain hook that you can just hook onto enemies and fly over to them. Um, But the reason this has to be reloaded is because it's the only one that wasn't imbued with magic. So every other gun is in canon it gets reloaded the the bullets just teleport into the gun so he never has to reload but he likes reloading the super shotgun because it's so badass <laughs> that's cool <laughs> it, it, it is the most powerful gun for a reason i mean other than the bfg obviously mm-hmm. but it's such a classic when you get it like just like the master sword like i mentioned it's a very special occasion you just you just murk out a whole room of people. They give you the most enemies possible to just test out your new weapon every time you get it. And getting it in Doom Eternal is incredible because you take control of, um, I forgot what they're called, Revenants? Yes. The guys, uh, the skeletons with the uh, jetpacks, and you fly him over to retrieve the shotgun for you. He brings it back to you, and he like holds he holds his arms out, and he has it. And you can pick it up and you can either just blast him in the face with it or, you know, walk away all nicely. But why wouldn't you blast him in the face? Yeah, with exactly. it? of course. Use That's your cool. new gun as fast as possible. Um, but so yeah, good. it is a super shotgun from Doom. Not to mention the chain, too. Yeah, the You're chain. Surfing bit. around the room on the chain, like, and then, like, hello, boom. Yeah. As you pull up. Uh, awesome. Like two shots reload. Yeah. Very good. Good choice, Tyler. Uh, Dan, what do you got for number two, buddy? I bounce back and forth between my top two so much. And I feel like one of you guys will absolutely have my number two, either as your number twos or as the number one coming up. But my number two, I have to go with a lightsaber. I have to, have to, have to go with a lightsaber. It's one of the most iconic weapons in film history. And it's such an it's the most iconic weapon in star wars right specifically if i had to choose one i'd probably take darth maul's double-bladed one yeah and learn how to and learn how to wield it because i always thought that was so cool as a kid but what more can you say about it it's the ultimate sword it's a beam of light right that you could literally just chop someone in half with real easily you could use it for it doesn't stain ever Right. You don't ever have to clean the blade or wipe it off or do anything. Just got to make sure the battery's good. Yeah, it's compact. Um, it's nice. It, it, it compacts. It's really nice. It's good for storage. So good for travel. You feel, uh, you know, the Jedi Knights are the coolest people. The Sith are all so freaking cool. Um, and even like throughout everyone's childhood, when you're picking up a sword to like sword fight with someone, Chances are you're pretending it's a lightsaber, right? With that's the first toys you want as kid. Even the plastic ones are great. Um, I would just love to have one to just be on my person at all times. I wouldn't carry a gun. I wouldn't carry anything like that. 
I just have the lightsaber clipped on my hip, just ready to go in case of emergencies. Um, but it, I can't even offer any more explanation other than that. But that's why it lands on my number two. Very so, good choice. What's everybody's favorite lightsaber from Star Wars? I will explain mine in uh, in just a moment. I will okay, explain. I mine. know it. Yeah, I know it. All right. Well, I'll. I think mine's. Mine is. They've only showed it for like thirty seconds, but it's from. One of the newer movies, but it's when they show the dark version of Ray and she has the collapsible double sided yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, that's, that's a cool my one. That's a cool one. one. But that they never, a... they never used it. So no, they really didn't. Um, all right. So my number two. This is not where I'm putting the lightsaber. Mm. I'm actually placing the Infinity Gauntlet here, um, which is obviously super OP. Uh, it would kill you, obviously, with the stones. But um, if I had to pick one stone, I would probably choose the time stone. But how cool would it be to have to wield this thing? Obviously, it takes tremendous energy. Um, but you have like you have control over. I mean, just just about wherever you want, right? You can make reality and make it whatever you want it to be. Uh, you can use space to travel, right? You can go from spot to spot. Save a lot of gas money, you know. Just oh, just bringing my infinity gauntlet to work. Boom, and you're just there. Um, yep. You know, the, the 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 time stone, which is my absolute, again, my absolute favorite one, the, the power to control time. Oh, you mess up really bad? Let me go and do the situation really quick. Uh, or you don't want to be somewhere? Let's fast forward the situation really quick. Uh, the, the soul stone is black. The yeah. power stone is really cool. It could be cool. Um, I like the reality stone. Yeah, reality stone is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can just change your environment to to be whatever it wants. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at though. Infinity Gauntlet is uh, is number two and firmly number two. I think it's it's the idea of it is just really cool, right? You get these stones; they can they can hold and withstand the 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 or you get the glove; you can withstand the power of the stones. You can use them all together at the same time and it kind of it holds the uh you know it 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 kind of protects its user depending on who it is who's using mm-hmm. it so um yeah so infinity gauntlet number two very cool awesome so it's number ones huh yeah yes, baby sir. we're here we've made it um and number one dan i'm sorry it's not a lightsaber Ugh. which would have been the obvious choice for me i think but um, if I'm if we're talking me, we're talking destiny, obviously. Yes, that's true. And if we're talking destiny, there's literally no better weapon than the Galahorn. Hell yeah. Okay. I don't think there's any weapon with the popularity that that gun has had and just the the heartbreak that it's caused people and the friendships it's collapsed and the the amount of ear rape videos on youtube of getting this thing and it's people screaming their heads off uh the galahorn is a heavy exotic uh rocket launcher when you shoot it it shoots wolf pack rounds which are micro missiles that seek out targets um in destiny one it was the very first gun that zur the secret vendor sold on the weekends and everybody skipped out on it because they said, why would I waste an exotic on a heavy? Or why would I waste uh, you know, an exotic slot for a heavy? And um, 
man, were those people who skipped it very mad when they realized it was the number one weapon for <laughs> everything in that whole game. And um, yeah, it, I was lucky enough to get it fairly early. I skipped out on it first week, but I was lucky enough to get it fairly early. So my destiny time was uh, kind of kind of a breeze, but it was it was so popular to the point where LFGs uh, looking for groups would say, um, you know, looking for three people must have Galhorn Galhorn three sixty five plus. If uh, you're a destiny veteran, you remember that number. It haunts you. Um, yeah, it, it they wanted maxed out Galhorns. If you didn't have one, you weren't getting into a team. It but was I- it was tough. But uh, yeah, it was the number one gun. It there are entire videos based off of just how incredible that gun was. Not even for the game, but for like popularity alone. Mm-hmm. So for that, number one is the Galhorn. I knew it was going to be something Destiny related. Like something in my gut told me that was going to be it. Is that it's your favorite the, uh, game franchise of all time? Destiny is yes. I've okay. been playing it since day one. Destiny okay. one. You know, won't stop. Very good. Very good. Excellent choice, my man. Solid. Solid. Yeah, man. So my number one is also something I would keep at the hip, but this is my number one would keep at the hip, would carry on me at all times. Um, Specifically, I'm speaking of the Elder Wand from Harry oh. Potter. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be ma- magic for me at all times. Like, I could have any weapon I want, but, you know, there's finite amounts of ammo. There's finite amounts of certain things. I Spells, if I have the Elder Wand, nobody's taking it from me, right? I'm making sure that I hold on to it for the rest of my life, locking myself wherever I need to, keeping it in secret. Um, but I'm magicking everything. What's your go-to spell? <sighs> my go-to one? Stupefy was always the one that I remembered most. Oh man, I'm not doing the curses. Well, maybe I'm <laughs> doing the curses. I don't know. Depends. It depends who messes with me. Um, but no, stupefy has always been, if I'm going for a weapon one like that, that's it. Um, but I just think it would be so cool to, uh, just be able to, you know, have that for everyday purposes. And then like for intimidation, it doesn't even look like it'd be an intimidating thing, but like, if like someone was giving you a hard time, I just like take my wand and just put it like it out in front of me. And I'm like, excuse me, what were you saying? Yeah, like, almost like putting your gun on the dashboard, like that kind of a thing. But um, yeah, for so many reasons, the Elder Wand is my number one. That's a great one. Yeah, I was close to doing a Harry Potter wand on on my list because of the variety of things you can do. Right, you can pull pranks on people uh, essentially, and uh, you know, you can do a lot of cool magic tricks with it, right? Magic uh, spells and uh, yeah, who magic is so classic that it's often easily forgotten too. It's uh, yes. like everybody, you know, we've known about magic wands for a long time, but Harry Potter really uh, like immortalized it, made this this popular thing. I remember, uh, you know, several people I've known through the years when Harry Potter World opened up in Universal, they could not wait to get down there and go to the 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 you know the wizarding world of harry potter and and go get their wand you know what i mean go get a yes. wand that personally uh represented them and they cherished that stuff right it was a is a fun experience and uh yeah it's hard it's hard to beat a wand it's a classic it is a classic but the elder wand is the goat of wands yeah 
It's awesome. It was going down to Universal last year was one of the funnest things I've ever done. Like as a Harry Potter fan, it was so freaking cool. It was so it. cool to be down there. I believe it. I seen the one part with the I didn't, we didn't go to the Diagon Alley with the uh, with the dragon. We didn't get to that part, but we we seen the the castle and some of the other stuff in that area. It's they did a very Universal did a very good job with it. Wait, yeah, waited, they did. Waited a nice two and a half hours, uh, a nice two and a half hours to go on the 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 ride inside the castle. Ah, uh, uh, good times, good times, <laughs> good times. All right. My number one is uh, pretty much alluded to. It is the lightsaber. Uh, it, like Dan said when he was explaining his, right? What kid didn't pretend that they had a lightsaber, right? If you're playing sword, something sword related, it was a lightsaber. Me and my cousin Nico, uh, when we were younger, we would actually find sticks in my backyard and we'd paint them to look like lightsabers, let them dry. And that's uh. what, we, what's what we did. Um, you know, one of my favorite costumes i dressed i was obi-wan kenobi uh, from episode one in the third grade and i got to get the lightsaber attachment with it and i could not wait to you know to, to get you know to just have this thing um my brother had the those those detractable you know retractable lightsabers um i even remember actually you know what this i was probably five years four or five years old when we moved into my, where my parents are at now and I had a, my Christmas gift was Return of the Jedi uh, lightsabers. So it was Luke's green one, and then Darth Vader's uh, the Darth Vader. He always made it like orange. Uh, what a great thing! And I mean, to have a real one, right, would be so cool, so cool. On demand, um, hidden, very discreet. Just mm-hmm. pull the lightsaber out and do what you got to do. All right, who's who's gonna stop you, right? If you got a lightsaber, like who's gonna be like, oh wow, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'll get you too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Oh yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you gonna say about it? Right, come here, bitch. Yeah. No, I got you. I got something for your ass. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would do. Oh lord. Um, to answer Tyler's question about my favorite lightsabers, I mean overall the 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 Anakin Skywalker Luke one is is probably my favorite one because it's just so classic and um, I, I love seeing the design for it, but. I think my favorite one for a functionality standpoint would be Count Dooku's curved hilt. Oh, yeah. I actually really like that design a lot, the handle design. Um, And I'd probably try and get a blue lightsaber blade, which I think Count Dooku had when he was a Jedi. But I love the curved hilt. Uh, It just seems a lot more comfortable and a lot more safe to handle. Um, You know, it it, it was really unique. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, it's it's perfect. You know, the the Darth Maul double blade, really cool. Like I said, I like two handed weapons uh, often. I, like I accidentally cut my hand off with that thing. <laughs> I kind of think I would too. That's the only risk I have is just playing around it with it one day, and all of a sudden my leg is gone. It was like, ah! hey, you're one half. You're one half uh, there to. Darth Maul, he lost his <laughs> That's true. But hey, you can come back in a cartoon someday. Uh, but yes, Curved Hilt Lightsaber uh, would be my favorite one that I would love to own. But there it is, everybody. Our top 10 fictional weapons. I want to thank Tyler for joining us today, my man. Make sure you go check out his shows, Noise Candy, as well as What's Going On with uh, Ben and Tyler uh, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Thank uh, you. Go support his stuff. Tower, I got to uh, send you something 
when we're done here. So don't go away too quick. Awesome. Uh, but that is it. Dano, thank you, my man. As always, we got to yeah, figure out man. what our next list is. I think we have a guest lined up, but we got to figure out what the list is yet. Um, but that is it. And on behalf of Tyler, Dan, and I, do you even list? <laughs>